not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or fourfold, that's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. And you, you don't have to spend out of a sense of fear, but you can now be proactive with the way you're thinking about acquisition. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the best kept secret used by the biggest e-commerce brands in the world, which is predicted customer lifetime value. Do stay tuned. Well, welcome to 2X e-commerce, the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and I, Kinney, answers them. Also hear from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing. So if you work in or own an online retail business, listen in, get involved, join me, and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. So on the inbound marketing strategies, how do you beat Amazon? Natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. Behind on planning for Black Friday and Cyber Monday, Clavio is here to help. Clavio is a growth marketing platform chosen by the innovative direct-to-consumer brands you love. And the results speak for themselves. Those brands have made more than $3.7 billion in revenue through Clavio in the last year alone. With the holiday season right around the corner, Clavio has created the ultimate planning guide for crushing those holiday revenue targets. From marketing creative to segmentation strategy, there's still time to implement proven tactics for more personalized marketing. Take charge and own your customer experience. Whether you're a billion dollar business or starting up, Clavio is the growth marketing platform to help you win this holiday season. Visit Clavio.com forward slash 2x to get Clavio's holiday planning guide. Remember, that is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast. I'm your host, Kune Campbell, and this is a podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail. So if you're looking to grow metrics such as conversions, average order value, traffic, and ultimately sales, you are in the right place, actually. On um, today's show, before I get into today's show, remember we have a Facebook group. And if you want to sort of move this conversation from a one way and you want to interact with not just me, but other listeners in the community, join us on um, Facebook. It's um, the e-commerce growth accelerator. Just search for it. Um, you will find it. It's also on my Facebook page. It's a link group on my Facebook page. You know, just hop on, search for me on Facebook and you, you will find me. I'd love to, to have this conversations going. Now on today's episode, um, I, it is a topic that's close to my heart. Um, I, you know, if you have read some articles, you know, I've written around RFM analysis and all that, you know, kind of good stuff. It's customer lifetime value. I'm not going to, you know, bit around the bush. It is really customer lifetime value. And what I hope to get at the end of the show is, you know, let you into this, you know, 
big secret, you know, um, 50 million plus e-commerce businesses, you know, focus on to accelerate their growth. And um, I am joined by, um, I think when, I, when I came across, you know, this company, Retina, the Retina AI, uh, artificial intelligence, you know, company um, focused on, um, you know, Cosmo Lifetime Value, I was like super excited to get on this opportunity and share, you know, um, their insights with you. Um, I'm joined by the CEO, um, Michael, um, and um, Michael Greenberg, to, to be precise, all the way from the West Coast in, in the US, I, I believe. Um, California. Yeah, that's right. Hi, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so um, without further ado, I'd like to welcome my, Michael to the show. Welcome, Michael. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, it's a real pleasure to be on this podcast. And, and I have to say, it's nice to hear 2x these days instead of 10x that's what the venture capitalists keep beating me up on so so thank you for that i think i think by the end of it we definitely can give some advice that'll that'll get people above that threshold brilliant brilliant i i i like to keep things conservative and if you could repeat it then then it would be brilliant also okay um Sure. I haven't done you sufficient justice at all um, this time around um, to introduce yourself and Retina AI um, and, and where you guys sit in this you know, growth ecosystem for e-commerce. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So happy to do that. Uh, you know, it's interesting. This story started with my co-founder, who is the head of business marketing operations at Facebook. And uh, this was back in 2016. He saw that probably something a lot of your listeners are feeling, which is the cost of acquisition, was going up, uh, in this case, by about 136% year over year on the platform. And so businesses that were working out, all of a sudden, you know, the cost of acquiring a customer that might be worth $100 to you, uh, now they cost you 150 to acquire them, your business is upside down. So he saw this coming and he realized there was only one way out, uh, and that was to look at lifetime value, sort of the other side of that CAC to LTV equation. So that's kind of the origin story of the business, but uh, I can kind of unpack that a little bit further. Yes, please. Let's, let's go for it. So the, uh, the hard question here is, and, and I've actually listened to a lot of your podcasts, and I'm praying I make it to the lightning round today. Uh, <laughs> it's, you know, people, people talk about on your show many of these uh, brilliant Shopify store operators, what's customer lifetime value? And I would hear the equation, average order value times purchase frequency times customer lifespan. And that's fine if you're trying to deal with cohorts. Like how did everyone who came in in Q1 of this year perform? But if you want to know, let's say you go on to a site and you buy a pair of shoes and all of a sudden you've checked out what is going to be your customer lifetime value, all of a sudden those equations fail because you yourself are going to be leaving an individual footprint behind. You have you know, what you clicked on, the product that you bought, what credit card you used, and all of these things actually allow you to predict a very precise future customer lifetime value for that individual customer. And that's what's being used at the highest levels right now of e-commerce for both personalization and also, frankly, in um, – increasing acquisition. And so we'll kind of get into that later, but, but that's sort of the difference here. We're, we're moving from averages down to individual predicted customer lifetime value. Okay, this is incredibly insightful in the sense that we're working with like three metrics here, AOV, frequency, and, and cohorts, exactly, you know, time, time-based cohorts, which are pretty much dependent on the product type you, you sold. So if you're selling a replenishable, then, you know, the calculations would be different from shoes as you alluded to. Um, right. So let's go to the micro level. 
Um, now, um, so when you're talking on a one-to-one basis, which is where all marketing is going to, we talk about email, mm-hmm. talk about you know um, social advertising and the like. Um, so what data points um, are we looking at now when we're trying to predict it on an individual basis? You know, so if um, Sheila, who lives in Hawaii, comes to my, I don't know, um, shoe site um, for, for ladies and she buys, um, I don't know, a pair of trainers, how do we know she is going to be worth $1,000 over the next two years to us? Yep. So I'm, gonna, I'm going to kind of stole the big secret in the room, which is anyone right now with a Shopify store can actually do this with three different things. Uh, The first is going to be when you pull that data out of Shopify, your transactions table. So if this is Sheila's first purchase, then it's going to be difficult. And I'll tell you how Retina solves that. But let's, let's take a step back. If Sheila's purchased three or four times uh, and you want to be able to know uh, how many more times she'll purchase before she churns, you would use a version of RFN. So that's recency, frequency, and magnitude mm-hmm. of those purchases, which is what you alluded to earlier. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a class of models. So we're going to get into some AI right now. I hope, you're, hope your listeners are, are interested in this, but I like to say it's augmented intelligence, not artificial intelligence. But there's a class of models called buy-till-you-die models. And these are publicly available, actually. They were created at the University of Pennsylvania by a professor named Peter Fader, who actually coined the terms customer lifetime value. Mm-hmm. These models, what they do is they look at the rhythms between these transactions, so the intertransaction time, and they can actually start to predict after about three or four transactions with sometimes over 95% accuracy what someone will do over the course of the next year or two. Now, this, the trick is, you need to have at least a year and a half of data in your Shopify store so we can adjust for things like seasonality. But if you have that, if you have over 10,000 customers, if you have over a year of data, you can start using these free tools that now exist to at least get a rough look at your customers. But that harder question, that question about Sheila buying the trainers for the first time, that's when you have to collect a different set of data. So the data we like to see there is clickstream data. So um, have you discussed customer data platforms quite a bit on the podcast? No. Okay, so for customers, and this is for anyone listening that's starting to spend, let's say, $100,000 a month or more in acquisition. I always get this question, people come to me and they say, how do I start unlocking machine learning? How do I predict customer lifetime value? And I ask, are you tracking clickstream data or what we call customer identity resolution? So Sheila came in on a Facebook campaign. She landed on your site. Then she went, she you know, got a cup of coffee. A day later, came back to your site and checked out. Mm-hmm. Can you tell that, that when she came back that second session, it's the same person from the first session? That's customer identity resolution. So products like Segment or Imparticle, these, these uh, well-known customer data platforms, they track all of this data for you. So this is when you start investing in an ecosystem that I say is beyond Shopify. And what it's gonna allow you to do is get the data that then allows you to predict what Sheila's gonna be worth right when she comes in the door. So if we're splitting this up into different sort of pieces, the first part is customer identity resolution. When someone lands on your platform and comes back, can you tell it's the same person? Do you have the ability to check What tools would you use for that? You said segments. 
segment's a good one. Another one is imparticle. Uh, and then if you're looking for some uh, cheaper options, there are some open source tools as well if you happen to have uh, engineers on your team or you're working with a dev shop. But, um, but segments uh, in so a lot of ways... essentially trying to create a single customer view picture. Um, so, yes. so you know if I've um, accessed it from my, my Android mobile app, would I use a, a MacBook Pro um, for, uh, for work on computer? That's right. Okay. That's right. And here's the thing. A lot of people actually, um, they get a little confused at this stage because they're thinking, well, I know how many people came in through Facebook and purchased, but what's usually happening is they're using uh, GA, right? So they're using Google Analytics and Google Analytics actually is not good at tracking at the individual customer level. And so it's good for these sort of aggregates and exactly. So when you need to get to that level of resolution to start answering questions at the customer level, uh, this will be important. And in a little bit, we'll talk about why it matters. But I always say the first thing you need to do is get customer identity resolution. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, G- G- Google does have a GID, GCID, I think, but it's not perfect. It requires a login. Well, they also have very expensive tooling if you want to upgrade GA into things like BigQuery. But then you're talking mm-hmm. about sometimes in excess of $250,000 a year. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. So customer identity resolution step one, um, what comes after? Okay, so here's what comes after. This is when the good stuff happens. So now Sheila's come in. We know what, that she came in, like you said, on Android device. We know what she clicked on on the website. And on top of that, we also now know what credit card she used. And all of that data is being stored in the database level alongside what she purchased, those trainers. So what we do now is we take a uh, technique actually that our lead data scientists developed. It's a clustering algorithm. And we're able to basically build a lookalike. So we can say she looks like, you know, the person who came through four months ago for whom we know exactly what their customer lifetime value is. And we can say because she looks like that, we're extremely confident that she also will behave the same way. And that's our secret sauce. That's how we, in a sense, figure this out. Um, And this is something, by the way, that has not been brought to the market before. So before you had to wait four or five transactions before you could be confident. And now we can start to see, even when someone comes to the door, what their customer lifetime value will be. It changes the game. Okay, so we have customer identity resolution. We we, we know it's the same person we're talking to cross-platform. Then um, you said what you clicked on. Um, credit card information, products in a date in, in, in a basket um, or p- product purchase, any other data points that really yes. feed into the lookalikes? Yes. So customer service tickets. Did they, did they uh, return something? Did they, uh, you know, ask for a discount? Was there an issue with the shipping order? Those also seem to inflect uh, customer lifetime value in a huge way. Mm, 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 mm. It's pretty clever in terms of like um, building out lookalike. So um, you're essentially, you know, harvesting, you're, you know, you're utilizing, you know, data, you know, big data and um, you're, you're, you're getting really predictive in this. And then what does um, the platform actually churn out? Um, how, what, what's the feedback I get as a retailer that, um, you know, um, obviously, um, you know, puts a value on, on that customer um, over the next, well, yeah. The next 12 months, yeah. or 12 months or, or their lifetime? Um. That's a great question. So you're going to do a couple things. You're going to get a couple things out of this. The first is you're going to get a one-year, two-year, and five-year prediction 
on what that person would spend, their likelihood to churn, even the predicted date that they'll stop buying from you. You can get to that level of precision. You're also going to get um, specific revenue numbers associated with this. And then finally, you're going to get actually a lookalike audience built. So there are techniques on Facebook right now. I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this use lookalike audiences. But there's a tool in Facebook that was released relatively recently called value-based lookalikes or VVLAL. And Facebook released this so that customers who have really precise lifetime value scores, uh, they could upload this and Facebook then in turn will only show ads to people above a certain lifetime value threshold. So this is now bringing in a much higher quality of customer and fighting that CAC problem we were talking about. Mm, 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 mm. I, I'm just looking at your sites. At the intro, I probably didn't, did, you know, do, do you enough justice? You have, you know, clients such as, you know, Dollar Shave Club, Ritual, mm-hmm. Madison Reed, um, and Brandable, you know, on, on your, um, and, 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 and these guys are using it to, you know, the platforms on the Macs, right? Um, Retina, yes. I, okay, interesting. Yeah. So let me tell you, we can actually talk a little bit about it because obviously a lot of these businesses are under uh, non-disclosure agreements because they hate, (laughs) they hate talking about how badly they may need this. Right. But what I will tell you is Madison Reed has actually allowed us to talk a little bit more about their success with it. And there's an article in Ad Exchanger on the recent, uh, recent edition of it uh, talking about this. So they've actually seen um, not only a 50% increase in the lifetime value of the customers they've been acquiring. So you can think about for someone's business all of a sudden, if your average person is spending $80 with you now by just bringing in a better lookalike, you can start seeing 160, $170 increases. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've actually seen for them, for those who have subscriptions, we've seen three X in uptakes for subscriptions. Mm-hmm. So if you have a site that allows people to choose subscription versus non-subscription, People are using these techniques now to really, really supercharge people who are almost predisposed to want to buy a subscription format. Right. Okay. Um, I probably caught you off, um, you know, um, two questions ago in regards to the lookalikes, you know, the use of the lookalikes. Now, with how do you use the, um, the data you know, from retina.ia um, to feed into Facebook. Obviously, Facebook has the, the you know, value-based list, which we can upload, which is, you know, typically based on your 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 your, your, your order history, essentially. Um, you're selecting, um, you know, high-value customers and feeding it to Facebook to create those lookalikes. Now, you said, mm-hmm. like, Retina AI has... Mm-hmm. Um, a lookalike, you know, um, feature. How is, is that lookalike useful on the Facebook platform? It is. So actually, if you go to our website, uh, there's a uh, it's retina.ai, and then you go to slash retina hyphen go. There's a new free Shopify tool we released so that you can go in one click and it will actually score all of your customer data. But more importantly, it will um, build a free lookalike seed tool, seed audience, and you can link it with your Facebook ads manager and it'll automatically populate a Facebook lookalike audience for you. And does it create so we've worked. Does it create CLB? Yes, yep. For free? It does. See, yes. So you're going to get up to 30,000 customers scored for free. Okay. All right. Okay. And, and, and a free report. Not many tools that do this. You, you know, um, a lot of them are very boggy. Um, do it. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, here's what I'll say about that. And this is, you know, I, I definitely am in no way going to disparage a lot of awesome tools that are on the market, especially in the Shopify ecosystem. Um, but when you see lifetime value as a sort of little output of tools that were really built to do other things like email management or things like that, those are dangerous scores to look at because they may not be that accurate. And if you use inaccurate lifetime value scores and upload them to Facebook for that value-based lookalike tool, um, you might actually be targeting the wrong customer. So you might be suppressing ads to the wrong, uh, the wrong lookalike. And that actually we've seen has caused uh, some serious problems. So we've worked directly with the Facebook team that built this tool to uh, optimize for this lookalike. Super, super interesting. Super interesting. Okay. So I, I like the fact that you have the, 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 the one, two, and five-year prediction. Um, does it vary? Where, where is it most valuable? What cohort are you seeing is most valuable in terms of pred- you know, predictability? Where should we really look to plan um, you know, based on the data we get from, from your platform? Sure. So if you have over 18 months of data and we're seeing over 10,000 customers, um, we're seeing sometimes up to 98% accuracy one year out. And so when you're trying to think of your marketing budgets and also looking at the health of these you know, projected cohorts, I like to say look one and two years out. Now, if you happen to have a long history of data, so you've been in this business now five, six, seven years, then I would say you can start leveraging five-year projections as well. But for those younger companies, I'd like them to stay at that one and two year range for now. Okay. Okay. And besides your mention of um, the URL, which is retina.ai forward slash go, I don't see any mention of like um, platforms you are integrated with. Is is integration automatic? Say, you know, listeners who are on uh, Magento, for instance, how can... How, how, what is integration like with retina.ai? Sure. So a lot of the customers we work with, and this is kind of, uh, for us, we're just now bringing this uh, to the, you know, uh, earlier part of the market. So we're working with, you know, Fortune 1000 companies or some of these very, very large e-commerce businesses, like you were mentioning, Madison Green Dollar Shave Club. They have everything in Amazon uh, web services, AWS, or in you know, Google Cloud, and we'll wrap around those kinds of databases. Okay. Now, for those that are on um, Magento, we can actually plug in. There are certain plugins we can use to uh, label their data, or what they can do is ship us data in flat files, and we send it back scored. So that's how we've worked historically with those kinds of businesses. And we just released a Shopify app, actually, uh, so that people could start to feel this value, the same things that we're doing now for some of these huge companies, we cannot do for uh, shops that may have just, you know, reached a million dollars in revenue. Mm. So what are your plans for Shopify um, and then the Shopify app? <laughs> <laughs> world so world domination? No, no, not at all. No, it's actually, it's the opposite. I, I actually uh, am excited to hear from, from customers on how we can grow. Um, I think what, what makes me excited about this company is uh, that we can start to bring some of these secrets and, 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 you know, what teams of hundreds of data scientists had to do just a year ago. Now we can unlock this for businesses that may only be, you know, run by four people. And that's exciting. So can we bring these kinds of techniques uh, to everyone in the market so that, you know, the best products can win and it's not just a function of, you know, who's in a sense over-optimizing from someone else. 
Um, but I think we have a long way to go. So that's why our Shopify tool is free right now. Um, we're using it to learn more about what people need at that part of the market. Uh, mm -hmm. Right now, you know, we use it to help them with um, uh, acquisition. But I can tell you with some of our larger customers, we plug into their customer service tools like Zendesk and actually we'll reorder all of their customer service tickets so that they talk to people with the highest predicted customer lifetime value first Perfect. and they know exactly how much to spend on them. Yeah, kind of like was, how airlines about, treat you. I was, I was just about to ask you, what do we do <laughs> to use the data for? Because it could, it, 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 as much as you get granular data on a one-to-one -one basis, it will be in, it, it, at scale, it's intimidating. You know, what, what you do, how do you yeah. sort of then segment and then take action, you know, where, what's plugging in, who are you talking to, you know, what platform? So you talked about Zendesk, which is brilliant, by the way. Um, you know, what, what other, you know, um, touch points, you know, in, in their customer experience, you know, um, yeah. What other customer experience platforms are you, you talking to? Sure. So we're actually be building out uh, experiences with Intercom and also with customer with a K, uh, which has become a very, very popular platform here in the States. Another uh, another thing that we're building in with are these ESPs. So, you know, obviously you have Clavio, which is the 800-pound gorilla in the room at Shopify, but then you have Iterable and Braze, uh, as well as the CDPs like Segment and Imparticle, and we're building integrations across those platforms as well. Mm -hmm. And then does, do, do platforms such as, you know, um, Segment, which you said are, um, what's the word again, customer identity resolution platforms, do they feed the data to you or is that tech in Retina? That's great, great question. So usually what happens is companies will set that up so that it feeds it into a data warehouse. So, okay. so something usually sitting in a, a bucket like Amazon Web Services. Mm -hmm. And then we actually are like a, pardon me, a wrapper that goes around that and we'll label all of that data. Add more value to it. Okay. Makes sense. That's okay. right. That's right. Hopefully Shopify, you know, over time, probably in their plus platform might have, you know, um, features, you know, customer identity resolution, you know, inbuilt. That's the kind of company they are. I'm not saying I know right. about this, but um, I think, you know, they'll be thinking about, you know, um, you know, adding that layer because um, it's, it's great, great value, um, especially for fast growth e-commerce businesses. Okay. Right. Um, is there any other, what, you know, what one tip would you give to listeners who are now starting to take retention seriously? You know, they, they, they mm. figured out, you know, acquisition to, to a certain degree. They, they have their organic channels. Um, they also have um, their, their pay channels, which they can scale up and down. Um, and now retention is, is where they're focused. Um, they're dialing in with email marketing. What next? What yeah. would you suggest? Yeah. So here, here's what I would say, especially as we go into the holiday season. Um, the, the new metric that you have to start thinking about as you've graduated to, like you said, uh, getting your, all of your marketing channels lit up and now you're starting to find some traction in the market, you have to stop paying attention to cost of acquisition and start looking at the ratio of cost of acquisition to lifetime value. There's no problem in paying more for a customer if that customer is worth more to you. And I think once you start to really not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four fold, that's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. And you, you don't have to spend out of a sense of fear, but you can now be proactive with the way you're thinking about acquisition. 
Mm-hmm. That, that, that's super interesting. So in in a real life context, say um, our CAC on Facebook or, you know, our general CAC was hundred dollars for a two fifty for say one fifty dollar well two hundred dollar item um you're saying that um you know understand what that customer is worth you know over time over a one year cohort or two year cohort uh I would say at least a two year cohort and this is for businesses again where you're looking at repeat repeat purchases. repeat customers exactly obviously right. Right. If you're looking at a business like Casper, the mattress company, and until they release sheets, right, it's a (laughs) one-off. But if, on the other hand, right, now they're releasing sheets because they realize they don't want to be a one-off. And so I think that for businesses where you're hoping someone will buy more than once a year, whatever it is that you're selling, then having at least that two-year window where you're confident in that prediction will allow you to start looking at that ratio and saying, we can spend up to X because we know we're going to get Y. And I like to see ratios of at least three to one. Um, this is a function of the margins of the business itself, but we like to see, you know, LTV to CAC ratios of three to one or more. Um, and the really healthy businesses I've seen go north of that. That's a value bomb there right now, right there, right there. Okay. And um, finally, um, retention rates. What's healthy in a non-subscription e-commerce business? Whew. Well, <laughs> That to me, and I'm not going to I'm not going to kind of prevaricate here. I'll answer that honestly. That's a function of the payback window. So mm-hmm. I've seen retention rates where you know you might be losing 20% per quarter, and that's extremely healthy, uh, especially if this is or even let's say instead of looking at things like a quarter, we look at the average intertransaction time, and that's mm-hmm. how we set a business window. So you've probably discussed something, this concept called growth accounting, but Mm. growth accounting is just a simple concept that means how do I know how many people churned and how do I define churn? And Mm. churn is just a function of how many people after a certain amount of time aren't coming back to buy again. Well, how do you define that window? If it's a monthly business like Dollar Shave Club, it's probably every 30 days. But let's Mm. say you're selling shoes. Well, then what you do is you look at all of your data and you'll say, what's the average time in between purchases and that's my business window. So mm-hmm. set that inner transaction time as your average. So I would say if every you know, new inner transaction time window, you're losing about 20 or 30%, that's not the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you see companies where they're losing over 50% uh, after that first purchase, then what's happening is you, you may have a business that's still in the early adopter phase. You're still trying to find that stickiness, that thing that uh, may lead to more adoption, or you may be selling a product that just doesn't lend itself to downstream purchases. Um, there's a business called Taft. They sell shoes on Instagram, uh, men's boots. And I would recommend anyone to look at both their content, their creative, but also how they vary the kinds of products that they put out because they took a business that normally has very long intertransaction times, men's shoes, and they figured out how to really shrink that window by, in a sense, varying the kinds of boots that they would sell, like always releasing in small quantities, very cool new colors, things like that, creating a sort of collector mentality. Okay, CAFT, C-A-F-T, boots? Oh, oh, T-A-F-T, TAFT. Okay, T-A-F-T, TAFT, okay. Okay, I'm going to check them out for sure. Yes, um, yeah, uh, there's that control of urgency and scarcity, um, which are tools to, to, you know... um, 
yeah, for drops and stuff like that. Super interesting. I'm definitely going to, um, you know, check check them out. There's another company I came across just last week. Um, it was Bock Mason. Um, oh, I love them. Yeah. Founded in 2013 and in 2018, they, well, no, this year they're, they're set to do 50 million. Um, last year they did 30. And um, I think the, the metric that really, really got to me was the 60% revenue on repeat, repeat customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, well, that's, that just blows me out. In e-commerce, um, that just seems like, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> it just seems perfect, you know, uh, just above, well, well above average. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Um, we made it to the lightning round. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, I'm going to ask them um, five random questions. Um, and if you could, you know, answer each of them with, with a single question, it'd be brilliant. Okay. okay. Um, ready when you are. Okay, hold on. Let me do it. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Are you a morning person? <laughs> no, I, 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 that's, that's crazy. Absolutely not. Um, what's your daily morning routine? <laughs> mm, so uh, usually I, I take a cold brew because I can't figure out how to put coffee into my veins uh, <laughs> as fast as possible, roll out of bed and uh, start looking at emails immediately on the way to the shower. That's what I was saying. Okay. Um, what advice would you give to, your five, to yourself five years ago? <laughs> don't sell that company it's going to be worth more in a year <laughs> you, sold, you sold a company you exited okay uh, i did yeah yeah anyway okay all right cool um what two things can't you live without being able to work with really really smart people mm. and um also being able to go after uh, big ideas. I, I find that without it, I, I just, life gets, it gets really dull for me. Mm-hmm. Super, super interesting. Um, what book are you reading and would you finish it? I mean, <laughs> so, uh, the book that I'm reading is influence by Robert Cialdini. Okay. It's the sort of the art of uh, persuasion and it's uh, a staple in business schools across the world. And I'm definitely going to finish it. It's, it's an amazing book. I recommend it brilliant, highly. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This show, this episode has probably been my favorite in a while. Um, in the sense of, of um, the amount of information we went through, um, how knowledgeable you guys are. And I'm so excited for, for the platform. Well, and Kunle, this is awesome. Thank you so much for what you're doing for the community and the ecosystem and uh, I really appreciate this opportunity. It was great talking to you, and I look forward to listening to more of your podcast. Cheers. Where's the best place for people to follow you? Uh, I would love for them to go to our site. Uh, it's retina.ai, and they can go and look at that free tool, Retina Go, or they can contact me at michael at retina.ai. I'll, I'll definitely read all your emails and try to reply to, reply to everybody. Brilliant. I, I will link to, 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 to Retina from, from, um, from, from, from the show notes. Thank you so much, Mike. Um, yeah, and have a, have a brilliant one. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So that was a wrap on this week's episode of 2X e-commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week 
and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag 2XEcommerce. Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.